Hello and welcome to episode 51. Can you be ready for the unplanned things in property development? Property Mastermind podcast with Hilary Saxton and my special guest, as per the amazing Bob Anderson. So we're going to be discussing the, the things you can't always be ready for when it comes to property development and the positive and negative effects they may have on your development. So let's jump into episode 51. Hey and welcome to episode 51. As I said, can you be ready for the unplanned things in property development? And today Bob and myself will unpack that, look at things that can positively and negatively affect you and how you might deal with it or maybe some strategies or, or things that have happened and we might have solutions for you. But before we get started, giving away the, the book uh, Property Millionaires Exposed, this week's going to Kim Woofin. Kim, Bob signed your copy today and it went in the post, so you will probably receive this by Monday next week. This episode will be out on Thursday the 2nd of June, and as I said, episode 51, so it's pretty close to you getting it. Anyway, enough about all that. Absolutely. Bob Anderson, the amazing Bob, uh, for those of you who have been under rocks and, and don't know anything about him, 38 years as a developer, fantastic educator. Uh, wealth of knowledge and keep going. Oh, so many other things. Like he is Google when it comes to property. Absolutely. So we thought we would look at a few unplanned things that can happen in property development and how they might affect you and what you can do about it. Righty. Oh, and just if you're wondering, it's the dog's head down here. The dog's yeah. sitting on <laughs> Bob's lap today. I know, lucky little wee white fluffy thing. But Bob, let's start with one of the recent big ones. Oh. COVID. Oh, COVID. So, like, that was so unplanned. <laughs> and I didn't plan on COVID. No, you didn't plan on COVID. No, no. Nobody did. But the initial reaction when COVID happened was... the Fear. Absolute fear. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, a little while, almost two, two and a half years ago now, how, how time flies. Yeah, but, I mean, fear of the unknown. That's what, you know, without sort of making the program about COVID. No, it's not going to be about COVID. That was just the, the biggest we, we off the list. We hadn't had a pandemic smack us in the face like that. So mm. unknown. And, you know, people fear the unknown. Uh, it's sort of... It made, it made an unplanned thing with property development. Yeah. And, and at the time, property was making a good comeback. Like, like our two biggest markets, Sydney and Melbourne, uh, they powered on for several years, up till about the end of 2017. Then they had a, a little bit of a correction. Uh, that, that they had to have, that's okay. And they were now then on their way back up. I think mm. uh, around February would have been uh, 2020, right at the beginning, Melbourne had just come back and matched its previous high. Mm. And Sydney was about a month off doing the same thing. So they were were recovering well uh, when that happened. And, and then, you know, things started to go a little bit off track. A lot of fear, a lot of fear mongering. I remember a lot of ridiculous I, headlines. I've had, I've said this a few times, and that's it. It's the headlines in the media or people with a big voice. Often, people that make a lot of noise can be heard as being right, and it's not necessarily right because mm. you, you just did say this would be the best thing for property. You and you were so right with that, Bob. 
Uh, and I suppose that's what experience tells you. Well, I hadn't been through a pandemic, but I knew the market fundamentals were strong mm. and that they would get back there. I knew that we weren't going to fall into the big black hole in September when, you know, a lot of the job support was supposed to go. I mean, the government would never allow us to go into that black hole. So, you know, there's, there's a bit of logic behind it. Mm. And uh, then coming out the back end as well, I mean, we, it's all history now how it went. Uh, I'd have to say, although I predicted the market to kick, I didn't predict it to kick as well and as high as and fast as mm-hmm. it did. And so, you know, people can't be ready for that. But, you know, the, this episode is can can you be ready for uh, the unplanned? But I, I had an interesting conversation today. I haven't mm-hmm. actually told you. We, we very often get to the end of the day. We haven't even had a chat. They've been busy in their own worlds. Doing stuff. But I, I talked to some of the, the person who won the online course that we gave away at our last masterclass. Yeah. And him and I had a chat this afternoon. He was saying, well, you talk about property all day. Where do you think, you know, what's the, what do you think? But what, what I said to him, which was probably a, a similar to a podcast we put out a few months ago, like when is the best time to property develop? And, and you said now is always the best time because you we talk to people that say, oh, I did your course three years ago. I wish I'd done, taken action then. Or, oh, I, I, st- I looked at joining the mentoring program five years ago. I'm kicking myself. We have those people coming to us all the mm. time. So when, I, when he said to me today, oh, should I hold off because of, I, I said, well, we say that because that is what we hear all the time and you have never not developed. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've developed in tough times. Yes. You know, well, the, one of the toughest times is probably the early 90s mm. uh, when we, we had the recession we had to have. I think Paul, Paul Keating called it at the time. So we were in a deep recession Unemployment, which is at record lows at the moment, somewhere in, in the fours, uh, uh, was 11.4%. Well, Interest rates, I can't remember, but I think they were probably 8 or 9%. So, yet I did develop, uh, albeit I pulled my head back a bit and uh, you know, cut back the amount of development that I was doing, but I did. Because, you know, the thing about property development there's a lot of drivers out there that drives property development. I mean, things like interest rates, they're relevant. We haven't had to think much about interest rates. Not at all. It's only been recently that they've been in the news with the, and with the little rise. Even last week in New Zealand, they're really thinking about them because interest rates mm. are on the climb Well, inflation's over there. high over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot higher than in Australia. But, but, you know, there's the macro and the micro economic things that affect, uh, uh, you know, property development. Mm. Th- things like interest rates are there. The availability of development sites, um, you know, build costs, um, staffing issues. Mm-hmm. Well, that can affect everything. You know, supply. We, we mm. for years we never had a supply issue. We always had building materials, no matter what. You know, uh, but but we do now. Uh, and then there's the macroeconomic drivers, things like you know, uh, unemployment. If that's rising, people get a bit nervous about you know investing and things like that. So, but the thing is. They're never all bad at the same time, and they're never all good. There's always a bottleneck somewhere. There is a bottleneck, and sometimes you know bottlenecks have been finance. We it was difficult to get finance, like like during the GFC for a period of time. Um, I was doing a four pack with a, with a friend of mine at the time, and the banks dried up. There's no money; couldn't find money anywhere, and uh, we ended up we ended up getting money off a, a funny little building society. I think it was called something like the. Wide Bay Building Society, some up Bundaberg Way, they lent us uh, the money to do a four pack. 
they'd never actually lent on a development before. They'd only lent on house and land packages. And so I almost had to hold their hand through the whole process. Oh, God. And, that um, does not surprise me. No, but, uh, you know, that's when money dries up. Yeah. Uh, and it was only, like, for a small period of time. But back in the 80s, before deregulation of the bank, uh, money did dry up. You know, there was what they call credit squeezes. It was difficult to get money, and the money you could get was high interest. So how can you plan for that? Like, you know, that's an unplanned thing. You know... Yeah, they don't... Interest rates don't normally jump from, you know, 5 to 10 overnight. I mean, no. they, go, they go up incrementally. Mm. Um, and so... But but see, what often happens... when you Generally, when interest rates are on the rise, that's generally because there's inflation, because the RBA's job is to control inflation, keep it between you know, certain parameters and, and the only stick they've got is interest rates. So so when you find interest rates going up, that's usually because the RBA is trying to put a damper on on, on a hot market. When, mm. And we've seen that so many times. Mm. You know, when, when a market gets overheated, uh, they try and cool it. How do they cool it? Well, they put up interest rates mm. is one thing. Sometimes they put pressure on the banks like we did, you know, whenever it was five years ago uh, to cut back on, on interest-only loans, to cut back on the amount of uh, money they're lending on on investments as opposed to owner occupiers, you know, there's so between you know APRA and the RBA, uh, they they control you know the flow of funds and interest rates and that sort of thing. But that's only one part of it. Mm. Interest rates. So generally, if interest rates are going up, it's because the market's been hotter. Mm. And so yeah, sure, it'll cost you more for, for money, but then your sale prices, your GRVs are probably going up, which is what's caused. You know the the RBA to, to, to you know pull out their stick and try and uh, slow it down a bit. Mm. So it's 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 not rocket science. It's just it, there are things that happen in patterns. So mm. even though we might say they're unplanned, they slightly mm. you can look at patterns and understand. Yeah, them. yeah. But like, that's not like COVID. Obviously, the big unplanned no. one. I mean, when a market starts to slow down, uh, and it's not all instantaneous, and it happens at different times. But what happens is that sale prices, they might even pull back a bit. There might be a bit of a correction on sale prices. And, uh, and, and but it, like around that time as well, like land, land's going to become cheaper. Uh, billing co- billers won't be nearly as busy and bill costs can come back as well. And so it's not just one thing that's negative. It could create a couple of other positives as well. So it's mm. never, I always say, it's never oh. all good and it's never all bad. Oh, and that's what I'm, that, that sort of we're alluding to. Both things, they go both ways. Just, that is the dog snoring down here. If you're wondering what the sound is, because it's probably quite close to my microphone, she's doing a little bit of... Oh. Crikey. So what about um, unplanned, like when people are going for a DA and they're not getting it, Bob, how does, you know... Yeah. Can you be ready for that? Well... I mean, there's a lot of due diligence you can do before you lodge a development permit and, mm-hmm. and, you know, how compliant is it? How hard are you pushing? I mean, if you really push hard, mm-hmm. try and get relaxations, you know, you're yeah, going... I'm just, get, when you say push hard, you <laughs> the dog just pushed me in. You mean uh, when you are asking the council for a lot more allowances, that's what yeah, you mean by Yeah, that. relaxations on setbacks, on parking, on on site cover, on gross floor area, you know, yeah. whatever, uh, then, you know, don't be surprised if you get pushback. Don't be surprised if maybe you don't get the approval that you wanted, you know. So there's a bit you can do about compliance, about complying, or at least if you're pushing the envelope a little bit, maybe in areas where council have previously been a little bit friendly on it. And, and you'll find these things out by through your town planner who watches all sorts of applications. So, so... 
I mean, occasionally you can get something out of left field where a council will knock something back. Um, and, oh, it's happened, happened to me not long ago, as you know, and I ended up in court, won the court court case, but uh, that, that can happen. I mean, there's always the appeals court. Um, and uh, But that's got to come at, you know, I mean, your scenario is different. You know, you're building a retirement village, but for the average... A new developer or even a developer, smaller developer, you know, looking at getting a DA, like for someone in Victoria, Bob VCAT takes a long time, doesn't it? It's a slow process, so if finance is an issue. Yeah, yeah. So, so the idea is do the best you can to not end up in, in the appeals court or VCAT or an environment court, different names in different states. So what can you do? Well, the more compliant your application is, the more likely it's going to be approved. Mm. You can look at doing pre-lodgement meetings with council, mm. getting the getting the you know getting the best town planner you can. Mm. Uh, perhaps considering if if your town planner thinks there's an advantage in having a pre-lodgement meeting with council, get to understand what it is that they really want, uh, and then you know compliant uh, compliant application. I mean, there's things you can do to mm. you know to try and underpin the you know your approval. So you know when yours got knocked back. Uh, a few years ago, what was it? Was did you feel that you had done everything you yeah, could? We had. Have, you had, yeah. And council, we worked with council for twelve months before that, and they were behind it. They just did a backflip late, and uh, so we knew we were right, mm. but we had to go and spend a lot of money in court to prove it. Yeah. Hmm. So sometimes not getting a DA or having to wait a bit longer, if it's an unparent, can be a good thing because mm. they've got... We've seen that happen with some of our students. We have. So you, it's not always the worst thing in the world. And sometimes it can turn around because the town plan, the council town planner can change. And then the new yep. one's like, oh, no, I'm okay with that. It's like, I've what had that heck? happen to me. Yeah. Oh, when, when a town... Uh, town a council assessment officer. Sorry, that's I was, what I meant. Yeah, uh, was giving me a hard time, and he went on holidays, and someone else took over the file. A lot easier to do business with. I, I got the whole thing cleaned up while the other guy was on holidays. Oh, how was, good! Mm. So yeah, like I mean, that's a personality thing. Uh, but like the that. people we're both thinking of, they they're in a mentoring program, and yeah. they had a little bit of an issue, which took a little bit longer. But that's worked in their mm, flavour. Mm. Uh, flavour worked in their favour due to. Uh, the sound price is going up so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're they're very made happy. Their, made their feasibility look a bit better than it was even, you know. It was a great feasibility to start with. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is a thing called luck. And yeah. look, there's been plenty of people. Uh, you know, the, the big price increase we had in uh, mm. in 2020, uh, even though we had bill cost increases, the, the, the growth of, uh, you know, GRV, the sale price, went up way more than bill costs ever did. And there's people that had dud sites, people that had bought lemons, you know, people yes. have been basically stupid, shall I say, uh, were saved. Wood ducks. Wood ducks. They were saved by the market. And, yeah, good good honour, you know. You've got to take luck where you find it. Mm. Uh, but you can't make a career out of making mistakes and expect the market to save you. No. That doesn't save you very often. And especially if you've got investors, you can't take other people down with you. Mm. Mm. That's the kind of the thing that... Yeah, so, you know, um, unforeseen things in council, that, that can happen. Sometimes it works for you or against you. Uh, but, 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 yeah, but there's a lot you can do to, you know, try and Mitigate. give yourself the very best chance of getting a development approval. Mm. Yeah. Uh, interest rates are what they are. I mean, if you ha as a developer, because we're only, de like, developing over a small period of time, interest rates don't have a big effect on our development. 
they can have a, a psychological effect on purchases. Uh, that's what it's more psychological than mm. anything, you know. Uh, I mean, even people that, that have say, say people that have had loans for five or ten years and the interest rates go up, well, they've probably paid a lot off of the, you know, they might even, uh, uh, you know. Reduce with a principal interest line, their debt's a lot lower. Mm. People that have gotten loans recently, they would have had to have a 2 or 3% buffer when it would, their serviceability was calculated. So, you know, just because something goes up a half or 1% or 1%, I mean, the buffer, you know, unless somebody's lost their job or, you know, something disastrous has happened, uh, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't create great lots of stress. Actually, something you just brought up then, Bob, was like, like interest rates really often play with people's heads. Mm. Something else that you can sometimes not be ready for is what goes on in your head. Oh, well, that's probably the biggest issue. Uh, yeah. And we often, like, that is a is something that I, just working as a coach, because it happens in every area of your life. You know, we can be feeling really good and excited about something and on track, and then some small derailer, and then there's all it, it of that It could be doubt. something that somebody says. Yes. You know, a friend, a relative, something really negative that they've said. And mm. then it, it plants that seed that starts to fester. And then you fall in this secret hole of, mm, maybe I can't do this. And once that starts, it's, mm. oh. You can't let that gain momentum. You've got to cut it off at the root. And there's another thing about momentum I love. The, 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 you know the the aggregation of marginal gains, the constant. Stop using those big words. The constant of progression of once you gain momentum, that mm. it just you get more and mm. more positive momentum. Mm. But it happens the other way as well. And I, even though I've talked about this for so long, I was listening to something this morning, and I was reminded of it. I just thought I forgot that 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 momentum can work in reverse. So mm. if you have a comment. Um, in some particular way about, you know, what are you doing development for or you'll never be good at that or whatever it is. Mm. It's and way too dangerous, don't you? Know, some people will say something, oh, all of a sudden, you know, they, they take hold of that negative word. And plants that seed of doubt and then the, that seed of doubt just feeds itself and it's never, it's never going to be any good for you. No, well, that's why you're on the team. Oh, to not let team. that sort of stuff happen to people. But it's just so real, and I th and it's it's real for all of us, you know. I it, we all have our own bits of doubt going on. Oh, maybe I can't do something, or mm. you know, and, it, and it's it's something you've really got to get on top of. In fact, I probably had two conversations with clients today, and I think I felt I came up with a really good analogy today. They just come into my head out of nowhere. I I, I applied uh, like a woman having a baby. Is like a property development. You're pregnant, like you buy your site, you're excited, and then you know parts of it aren't great, and there's all those you know it's good bits and bad bits, and you know no one likes getting hugely fat, and it can be uncomfortable. So you know the, the DA's got to go through and all the all the bits of the development, mm, mm. and then you know the actual giving birth. That's just horrendous. And say you went through, <laughs> say you went through a bad DA process, or something went wrong for you, or you yeah. couldn't get finance. It would be like that. Then at the problems, very problems with the builder or whatever. Yeah, and you think it's the worst time of your life, and it's yeah, exactly, builder problems. And it's just horrendous. And and then you end up with this beautiful baby and you're thinking, oh, this is the best thing in the world. And within sort of six or eight months, you're thinking about doing it again. Well, that's pretty much what property development's wow, like, isn't it? never thought of it like that. Me, me either until today. I was talking, talking about it with a, with a client and I thought, 
that's that's exactly what it's like for some people. Some people are just at smooth sailing. Some people it's always going to be a bit rocky, but that's what it's like. You mm, have mm. a really you have good and bad experiences during it. Uh, they're not necessarily all bad. There can be some challenges, I suppose, is what we should say. Yeah. And then it goes to yay! That was great. How cute is this cool thing? Way my life's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm going to do it all over again. Yeah. I suppose with the property development, you make a lot of money. It's not even babies. They're going to cost you money for about the rest of your life. Yeah, I think it's more about... <laughs> Cleaning the... when they're adults and doing <laughs> renos and all sorts of stuff. Uh, yes, I think it's more about the, um, yeah, the just the happiness. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah right. I think we're on that. Mm. Yeah, about that, okay. I'm good for that. Uh, so what other... Anything else that you can do to be ready? I suppose, you know what, I think this is really alluding to, mm. is really good due diligence I mean you can't plan for everything but you know very um, what's the word stringent due diligence it's hard to say stringent due diligence mouthful try and give that a go if you're driving in a car I think you've got to be careful who you listen to yeah. I think I think market intelligence is important. We need to understand that you know the, the macro market, and and then when I say the micro market, I'm talking about in our patch, in our area, in our suburb, what's happening there, uh, because it can be quite different. You know, when you get down to the suburban level, and that's what we have to do as property developers. Mm. You know, it's not much point looking at the statistics for last month and what happened to Australian property. <laughs> Australian what, property. There is no Australian property market. There is probably five hundred markets that make it up. And yeah, some are going t- sideways, some are going up, some are going down. So ultimately, you know, we have to go back to our own local market and what's mm. happening there, supply and demand, you know, various things in our own market. Uh, it's down to the suburban level and even sometimes the sub-suburban level. But uh, that's fine. But we need to understand also what's going out there in the, in the bigger picture in the macroeconomic market. And you, you've got to really be careful who you listen to uh, because there's – you know, there's plenty of people looking for headlines. Mm. And, uh, and drama creates headlines and, you know, mm. for some people, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people. With, I mean, look, I'll, I'll put a plug out there for, for Dr. Andrew Wilson. You know, I, I quite enjoy. You I, often plug him. Well, I plug him, not, not be, you know, because I think he's pretty much got his finger on the pulse nearly all the time. Mm. And he's very straight shooter down to earth. He says it the way it is. He understands the fundamentals really well. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's one of the people I take a fair bit of notice of. Mm. There's plenty of people I don't. Who else uh, do you take notice of? You. <laughs> that was the right answer, Paul. And the dog sitting on my lap. Yeah, me and the dog. Um, okay, well... So as far as listening to others, mm. that's, you're saying well, you there's a little bit of false. Always, I always have a look and see if they've got a vested interest. You yeah. know, they've got a drum to beat. What are they, what are they doing, you know? Is there an advantage for them in saying this particular, mm. this particular thing, you know? That's and, exactly. and who are they? What's their level of experience? You know, what's their track record like, you know? It could be another Harry Dent who's made a career out of, you know, promising the world's going to end, uh, you know, he's, you know, what... If you, if you keep saying something bad, then every so often something bad's going to happen. Mm. You know, he's predicted. And then he's right. Two of the, uh, what is it, nine of the last two recessions or something. Oh, is he? Um, and look, I don't listen, I don't take any notice of American commentators talking about the Australian property market. I don't, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's got it wrong more than he's got it right. Yeah, you know, I don't mind a lot of the stuff he does and says. Uh, but, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to, you've got to stay local. Uh, and and yeah, just be careful who you listen to. 
a lot, a lot of the, you know, um, yeah, I won't, I won't pick anybody else out, I don't think. No. So basically, you're in the right place here if you're listening to us, is what Bob's alluding to. Uh, I think that that well, is... Well, certainly about property development. Uh, yeah, certainly about property development. We probably should wind this up before we do, maybe just talk about what we've got coming up. We've got we two have. property events coming up. Uh, so we've got Feb... Sorry. We've got <laughs> June 18 in Sydney. Yep. And all the information's out for that today. So we could put a, probably put a link below in this for that and you can uh, definitely be involved in that. That's from 2 to 5.30. On Saturday the, the 18th. 18th of June in Sydney. That's just like a, what is it? A little it's gathering. Joint Ventures Unpacked. Well, I'll be talking about Joint Ventures um, and uh, Tony Lee, Cowan, he'll be talking about structures as well. And, uh, yep, Aaron will be there. He'll be talking about his joint venture. Joe Badello will be there talking about how to find off-market deals. So, yeah. And me, of course. I was waiting for that. Oh, I set you up for that. You did set me up. I actually don't know if you did or not. No. But, anyway, I'll be talking about how to. You'll be there. You'll be leading to. the charge. You're, you're first off. Yeah. Get, well. the, get people's minds set before we head off there. And it's not a self-fest. We're not there to, to, um, to pitch our goods. It's just a great opportunity to get out there, network, meet people again, get get back out. You know, just learn a bit about joint ventures. Well, it's, launched, somebody a, who's it's done launched a lot of developments. Yeah, uh, plenty. And so that'll be good, yeah. So that's on the 18th. Yeah, so the numbers will be limited, so you need to jump in early there. Mm. And also on the week after in Melbourne, that venue's yet to be confirmed. That should be confirmed oh, but you can, in a day or two. You but can you can register an EOI just so sure we know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we we oversold Brisbane. It, um, you know, it was over capacity. So, uh, and oh yeah, well actually, we'll, we'll be in the ACT on the twenty third. Anybody from the ACT listening? Listening, uh, we'll be there on the Thursday, the twenty third. If you want to find out more about that, maybe flick us an email on there yeah. if you're interested in learning about what we're doing down there. And also, this well, this this comes out maybe this comes out tomorrow. We're cutting this one a bit fine, Bob. This, this comes out tomorrow, but we've got a workshop this Friday, Saturday, Sunday online. So if you're interested in attending that quick. and you hear it on time, you're welcome to flip me an email. And uh, so, yeah, why not learn from the best? Mm. I would. If I was given the opportunity to, well, I've, I've learned a lot from Bob, actually. So, I, I mean, I was meaning if I didn't know anything about property development and I was looking to find someone to learn from, I would choose you. Thanks very much, yes. Um, you know, if you want to learn tennis, uh, go to Rod Roger Federer. Absolutely. <laughs> All righty, well, on or that Or Serena note, Williams. Yes, I must watch that movie. Mm. King yeah. Richard. Apparently, yeah, apparently it's good. Yep. But, Bob, I think it's time we round this up. Okay, let's wind it up. Let's wind this it's up. Your so, show. Yeah, it's a wrap. Can we be ready for the unplanned things in property development? A lot of them you can be semi-ready for. Uh, no problems ever too big a problem if you've done enough due yeah, diligence. It's always back to the team. Have a really good team around you because if you know if problems need to be solved, it's a team effort. Yeah. And there's uh, they're the experts. Your team build a good team. All right. I hope you find uh, this episode useful, and we will look forward to chatting to you in episode fifty-two. Okay. Catch you then. See Bye. ya.